0: Tuesday, March 22nd, and you're listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. I know Alan True had an amazing weekend. He's on the line. He's here to break down the Under Armour Camp Stop in the state of Ohio. It's a a tour, Alan, of a a regional setting, and it's invite-only. We've talked about these camps before. Really, really efficient, the way they operate. And we're here to kind of discuss some recruiting buzz coming out of the event. We're going to talk Jalen Thompson. He's got a few crystal balls over to Michigan State. He's a top 24-7 defensive lineman. We're going to talk Amir Herring, who has a few crystal balls over to Michigan. Uh, He's also from the state of Michigan, another top 24-7 offensive lineman. And we're going to kick it off, though, with Malik Hartford. He's a top 100 prospect in the 24-7 sports rankings, a safety from the state of Ohio. Allen what did you like about Malik Hartford and what's the recruiting
1: buzz around this, this dynamic safety? Yeah. So first he didn't actually participate in the camp. He's recovering from a labrum surgery. He should be good to go pretty soon, but wasn't, wasn't ready to go camp. But I think even the fact that 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 injury occurred tells you what kind of a player he is, very physical a guy who came over from lacrosse and kind of blew up really during his junior year wasn't this big time recruit coming into the fall and all of a sudden you blink a couple weeks goes by in the fall and he's got uh, you know a bunch of offers coming in and then he had a second wave in the winter that's now produced the Ohio State's and uh, Notre Dame's Michigan offer that that is part of his top seven. Crystal ball is on the Buckeyes right now. I know our insiders over there, Bill Kerlick, feels feels good about that. If I, if I had to make a choice today, if he made me make a pick, it probably would be on the Buckeyes. But I think that there's still some things for him to figure out. Um, he does really like Michigan State, just visited there, no, visited Notre Dame, and I think they've made some progress. Also really like Cincinnati. They were his first offer. They are close by. They obviously have had a lot of success on the field, and they've recruited him really hard. So the Buckeyes do have some competition there. I think he wants to still get back to Michigan. Uh, Alabama and Penn State both recently offered, they they offered after he released his top seven, he told me that he's going to at least look at them. Uh, he admitted that the top seven schools do have an advantage. They're out in front of the Nittany Lions and the Tide, but he would at least uh, you know give those schools a chance to try to work their way into that list as well.
0: Yeah, safety is a really important position for the Buckeyes in this class. Remember, they landed Sonny Styles in the 22 class. He had reclassified from the 2023 class. So, truly, I mean, they could be having a, a Malik Hartford, Sonny Styles one, two punch here in, in this group. Uh, but they did miss on some guys in 2022. Uh, Xavier Nwapka, um, Zion Branch, you know, a few others nationally that they were going after. So, I think that elevates and that heightens the importance of a Malik Hartford here. In 2023 for the Buckeyes. Uh, moving on to, to Michigan, they they have the crystal balls right now and their high crystal ball predictions for Amir Herring, 6'3", 280, a big time offensive lineman, one of the top interior prospects nationally, the number three prospect in the state of Michigan. What do you like about the Wolverines, the way they're recruiting him? And, and is that still kind of where the buzz is for him?
1: So actually, first, you know, I think the buzz is maybe going a little bit away from Michigan right now. It's kind of unclear exactly what where their board is at. They've had some staff changes, still kind of reconfiguring things and still trying to figure out exactly where Amir fits into that. So I think the buzz right now is is that it's pretty open. And then there's some other schools that have made a move. Uh, he visited Missouri. I think that they have uh, risen up the list. He's, I think Cincinnati is another school that uh, ha- that he has some real interest in. He's mentioned. He still keeps in touch with Michigan and Penn State and some of the other schools that have been there for a while. But I think there's some new programs in on that one. So Michigan has his former high school coach, Ron Bellamy, is on staff there. He visited there recently. Um, He was a high school teammate of Donovan Edwards. So there's a ton of connections there, which led to those early crystal balls for Michigan, but not really as confident in that pick as I once was. Um, and, And that's more from I think having to to figure out exactly where he fits into Michigan's board and plans more so than I think his interest in Michigan.
0: Alan, you've mentioned Cincinnati a couple times already. Uh, and obviously they're coming off of an appearance in the college football playoffs. So you would expect a lot of eyes and a lot of attention from recruits to be on that program. But do you do you sense that this is a realistic aim for that program to be recruiting at a top 24-7 level and to be battling the likes of Ohio State and Michigan and, and Notre Dame and a bunch of others for for prospects like him?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I think that it's even to the point now where I, when I write a story on a kid and I'm listing power five offers, it's almost like an impulse for me to put Cincinnati in there. I don't, I, I really consider them to be right on par with any power five school that's uh, kind of in the big 10 and, and in the Midwest. So they, and they're recruiting with those schools. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, a couple of years ago, they would have been in this final group from Malik Hartford they may have been in the group too, and not, but not necessarily kind of a, they would be a fringe choice. Now they are really in the thick of it. for him I mentioned it with a mere hearing I think they are we're going to talk about Jalen Thompson in a moment that's another school that that Jalen Thompson is heavily considering they already got his teammate Kamari Anderson and he had uh, a good list of offers they're right there for Amari Snowden who has a long list of offers from Michigan and and some of the other in-state kids Jermaine Matthews is a corner that has 28 offers and uh, I think Cincinnati is is one of the top schools if not the top school there. There is no question when you combine, I think, the success they've had on the field and made a college football playoff. You have good buzz uh, from the NFL ranks with guys like Sauce Gardner projected to go highly. And then they, they really do a good job of, I think, getting after it on the trail and getting kids to campus. When you combine all of those factors, Cincinnati's a force to be reckoned with on the trail.
0: Yeah, I think that's the key, right? The development, the uh, ability for that coaching staff to be able to sell to recruits the fact that you don't have to go to a power five school, you can come here, you can be developed, and you're just going to have just as good a, of an opportunity to make it to the league uh, as if you were go to another spot. And you're also going to be competing for conference championships and now a college football playoff spot. Let's move on to to Jalen Thompson. You touched on him there a little bit. The crystal balls right now a little bit lower than they were on Amir Herring to Michigan uh, this. Time though they are headed to Michigan State that all all two of them or or both of them I guess at this point are on the Spartans. We've talked before, Alan, you and I about uh, Mel Tucker and and the way this staff has been able to build the the, the recruiting classes in their two years there. What's the buzz on Jalen Thompson, and where do you see kind of his recruitment heading he- heading into the spring?
1: Yeah, the, I think the interesting thing about this one is that. When you look at his top schools, he's got some connection, outside connection to almost every school. Uh, Michigan State, his former head coach, Thomas Wilcher, now on staff there at Michigan. They've always had really good representation from Cass Tech, and, uh, and they've recruited Detroit Heavily Steve Klinkscale scale recruited him when he was at Kentucky. He's now there on staff at Michigan. Uh at Cincinnati, I mentioned his teammate Kamari Anderson committed there at Kentucky. His teammate last year, Deion Walker, signed there. So there's he has connections all over the place. And talking to him and his coach yesterday, you know, I, I get the you know, his coach kind of said he's getting a little bit tired of taking visits. As I'm sure a lot of a lot of these kids are now. He's been back to Michigan, Michigan State. I, I do think that those crystal balls for the Spartans are or at least have, have us leading in the right direction. I do think that uh, Michigan State is one of the top schools there, if not the top school. He visited Michigan again um, and, and is getting to know the defensive line coach, Mike Elston, better. He did recruit him when Elston was at Notre Dame, but I think they're they're kind of resetting that relationship now that he's at Michigan and he got up there for a practice. Like I said, Cincinnati, I, I have my eye on. Kentucky, I have my eye on. He's talked about trying to get down to Georgia and some other schools. Don't know if that's going to happen. So, you know, right now my read is that he's going to end up somewhere in my region, probably will end up somewhere around the Midwest at one of those schools that I mentioned. But I do think that Michigan State has done a really good job of recruiting him. They've done a really good job of bringing in like how, if you're a defensive lineman and you're looking at Michigan State, you have a defensive minded head coach, you have a pass rush specialist, you have an, an actual defensive line coach, and then you have a guy who played in the NFL and Kevin Vickerson, who, who's an assistant to them. So you've got three defensive line coaches right there on the staff, plus a defensive minded head coach and his own former head coach on staff. So there's a lot going from Michigan State in that one.
0: Yeah. And I I think you have to like the trajectory of that program overall as well, what they're able to do with Mel Tucker, the buzz that he was getting off, you know, off of that season in terms of maybe being a candidate for some bigger jobs. Uh, But it it seems like that train is is full steam ahead right now for Michigan State. We're going to continue to discuss some recruiting buzz from the Under Armour Camp Series stop in the state of Ohio. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Gulo joined by Alan True, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports, discussing some recruiting notes and tidbits and news from the Under Armour camp stop in Ohio. But first, Alan, before we go, I I wanted to ask you uh, about the joke that you put out of your son. Uh, Was that like a stand-up competition? And I want to invite our listeners to head over and check it out uh, on Twitter, at Alan True. I mean... Did he come up, that, come up with that with himself? Uh,
1: I, if, I, if I'm being honest here, dad helped him out a little bit in writing that one. That's a great, that's a great joke. <laughs> uh, it was, so it wasn't a competition. We have a, a festival here in Grand Rapids called Laugh Fest. Comedians come from all over the place. We've had uh, Sinbad, Betty White, who's been here. Jay Leno's been here. But then they also do shows for the kids give kids a chance to come up and try stand up. I actually uh, host usually and help with that part of it. And so it's not a contest. We just want kids to be able to get up and build some confidence and give it a shot. And it's usually actually ends up being one of the funnier shows of the festival. As you can imagine, kids say whatever. And so my son used to kind of just get up there and, and say whatever. But now he's old enough that he can write stuff down, come up with his own jokes and read off a sheet. So we're, he's, he's progressing
0: a knock dog joke that was that was really really good really rich uh, and like I said over on Twitter at Alan True check out the video uh, let's move on to CJ Carr Alan a, a top 24-7 quarterback in the 2024 class uh, right now a few crystal balls over to Michigan and as we begin to see this week the QB dominoes are beginning to fall in the 23 class that's going to accelerate the process for a lot of 24s um, what are you hearing on CJ Carr and, and the Wolverines pursuit of, of him.
1: Yeah. So I'm not one of the ones who has put in a pick yet. Uh, I'm not saying that those picks are going to be wrong in the end. He certainly has uh, a lot of connections to Michigan, the last name Carr. Uh, he, you know, Lloyd Carr is his grandfather, but I think they've done a really good job of making sure that he looks at every school and looks at them objectively. And that includes Michigan state who he just visited last Thursday. And he spoke really highly of them, coming out of that visit. And that wasn't a surprise to me because I had heard before that, hey, you know, CJ really likes Michigan State, likes the way they recruit him, likes what's going on there. And so he's going to go give them a look. And he came out of that and spoke really highly of their practice and particularly the offensive coordinator there, Jay Johnson, who's also the quarterback's coach. And you've had some experience with knowing what he's like on the recruiting trail because they went out West and were able to get Caten Hauser, who was a big pickup for them. Um, I, I think Jay has really shown himself to be uh, kind of a really sneaky under the radar. I don't know if he gets talked about enough throughout the big 10 region as one of the better recruiters, but uh, through through a couple of cycles here at Michigan state, he's done a really, really good job. And the fact that he has them positioned to even be in the mix on CJ Carr, I think says a lot about that. So, you know, in the end, if he ended up a Wolverine on signing day 2024, it wouldn't surprise me. But right now, I think they are really open to a lot of other schools. Wisconsin's going to get a look. Notre Dame's going to get a look. He's going to go visit Georgia, who's offered him. And then that school that keeps coming up, he's going to visit Cincinnati on spring break. So he's going to take a look at, I, I think, quite a few schools here before while he can. I don't really have a timeline on him yet. I I don't get the impression that he's going to be one that, that tries to make any rash decisions, handles everything extremely well with a lot of maturity. I also don't think he's going to drag it out unnecessarily. So I would think like maybe in this time period, next year would be my educated guess.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you brought up Jay Johnson because I, I think what he's been able to do uh, since arriving at Michigan State is is very noteworthy. I think the thing that stands out to me about the way he recruited Caden Hauser, the four star quarterback from California, who uh by all accounts is fighting for that backup job with the Spartans heading into this this uh this offseason. Um, you know, he he was very, very intricate in the way he was pitching the program, the offense, and showing Caden Hauser his family, his coaches, what he would look like in that offense. So they would talk during the week and then they'd see an example during the weekend uh, on Saturdays under the lights and and check out that game. So I think he's very personable and I think he's able to build relationships, which obviously is huge in in recruiting, but especially when you're trying to beat out other teams for a high caliber quarterback. I think that's what it all really boils down to that comfort level. And and, and Johnson is doing a great job there. Michigan State also has an early prediction for Nick Marsh. He was another top 100 prospect in the 24 class who was at the camp, uh, an in-state prospect, 6'3", 195, uh, a top 20 receiver nationally. Alan, what did you think of, of Nick Marsh and where his recruitment stands?
1: Yeah. So first I came out of it going, uh, You know, we rank these guys early and sometimes it makes you nervous when you're just getting to know them or, you know, you've only seen them as freshmen and then sophomores and you stamp them as these high level guys. I came out of it going, okay, thank goodness. I feel really good (laughs) about where we have Nick. He, uh, he did really, really well. He's a big physical prospect, you know, with big guys who are contested ball guys. I think you want to see them continue to, you know, add speed and the ability to separate. To their game, he he can definitely do that. I see that continuing to progress with him. Uh, just and just a physical monster who has some of the best ball skills I think in in my entire region. So feel good about the ranking. May even be a little bit too low right now. We'll see how that all works out in terms of his recruitment. You know, he, he just visited Michigan, and Michigan's going to definitely have a shot at this. He's going to visit Notre Dame too. They've offered. I think they're going to have a shot at this. I think the uh, I I am again. I, I'm not one that has that Michigan State crystal ball pick in. I think that's probably a tad premature. Uh, I do think that that's a school that he likes, but you know, Michigan and Notre Dame are certainly going to have something to say about this and it also wouldn't surprise me if we're sitting here uh, in another year and his his offer list has doubled by that time.
0: Yeah, Nick Marsh, a prospect to, to keep an eye on and to monitor and, and a name to stash away here in the 2024 classes is is looking like he will be one of the better receivers, not only in the Midwest, but nationally in that 2024 class. Speaking of receivers and speaking of the 2024 class, uh, you had a, an outsider head over to Ohio from Long Beach, California, Ryan Pelham, a top 55 prospect nationally in the 24 class. The number six receiver overall in the composite for that class uh, Uh, He was able to visit a few schools when he was out there. I I know he really loved that Ohio State trip. And, and, you know, this is a player who has offers from all over the country. Uh, I think there's 40 listed on his 24-7 sports page. Uh, But it it does seem like he's going to give some of these schools from outside the West Coast a a true chance to land him. Who could blame him if he's looking at Ohio State and they're just producing the likes of Chris Olave and, you know, they just landed uh, another big time receiver from out West and, and Keon Gray here in this in this past 2022 class and g scott in the class before that um you know mecca Igbuka as well i mean this is uh, i think right now looking like ohio state's gonna make a a really strong push there
1: yeah i think both schools in the big 10 will i mean i I i don't think that he would have taken his time to come all the way out here without actually having some interest in those schools and he said that Um, I think they're going to have a chance. I think they're going to, you know, I I imagine he will return again at some point. And, uh, you know, he didn't disappoint either. Uh, First rep ran right by the guy. And, uh, you know, I'm not used to seeing him. So I kind of went, who's that guy. And then when I looked down at the roster and all right, that's, that's Ryan, I kind of forgot the, you know, that you guys had mentioned that he was going to be out there. So definitely a very explosive, big play guy, Michigan and Ohio state have both used players similar to him. They both run a more open offense it's now Michigan has talked a lot about speed and space. I don't think that's going to change even with Josh Gaddis, no longer the offensive coordinator, you see Ohio state, uh, spreading it out and definitely some West Coast flavor with, uh, you know, guys like CJ Stroud coming back. So I think he's, I think the big 10 schools are, are very serious contenders for him. Although as we've seen before, it's always, it's always a little bit difficult to, you know, it's easy to get them out on the visits. It's easy to get into their top list. It's a little bit harder when push comes to shove to, you saw it with guys like Damani Jackson to, to actually get them to come out. Although both schools have had their share of success out West
0: yeah uh, you know obviously they win some they lose some um i think for schools in the midwest it's always about making sure that the effort and the time that you're spending on a specific recruit is is worthwhile and you're going to have a legit shot at at that recruit so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how ryan pelham navigates through his process before we go alan any other schools that were getting a lot of buzz or any other prospects uh that that caught your attention
1: that you're going to be keeping an eye on here in the coming months You know, whenever you you go to these Midwest events, especially in the state of Ohio, you hear uh, Kentucky come up quite a bit. You hear Louisville come up. Those schools are always recruiting in Ohio. West Virginia has done a really good job. They had a commit there, Josiah Jackson, who uh, did really well. They're they're in on a couple other guys like Braden Moore and Nigel Glover. So West Virginia is one to watch um, for some of these schools. Had a big, good list. So that report is on 24-7 sports. But I think that, uh, you know, we've covered uh, the guys that we talked about where most of the guys who stood out and who have some kind of recruiting buzz at the moment.
0: Yeah. So for all the latest from that Under Armour Camp series stop in the state of Ohio, make sure you check out 247sports.com as well as Alan True over on Twitter. Alan, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right, that is that national recruiting analyst Alan True. You can follow him on Twitter that on at, at Alan True. For our producer Lance Glay and I am Blair and Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.